You mean, with a cry of delight, Egwene threw her arms around the Aes Sedai. Oh, thank you. Ran, did you hear? I'm going to be an Aes Sedai. <sighs> okay, finish that just in time. <laughs> What's up, Internet? I'm Clarousse. And I'm nerdy. That is right. Welcome, not welcome back. Welcome to <laughs> the first episode of the Nerdy Wordy Book Club here on the Nerdy Nightly YouTube channel. If you're listening to this later on the podcast feed or anywhere else, thanks so much for uh, following along as we read Robert Jordan's incredible work, The Wheel of Time, there starting off with book one, The Eye of the World. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so we have to start today by, sh you know, talking about what this show is going to be. Mm -hmm. And we're going to read these books in four chunks. And then we're going to do a fifth episode about the book as a whole. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just because, you know, we want to kind of talk about that overview. Uh, so, Clarus, start us off today by talking about where, uh, where we get to at the end of this chunk. Um, so, uh, if you uh, are a book reader and you've already read all of the books, we're just going to ask no spoilers for past the point. Mm -hmm. Where we've gotten to is um, they have used the ferry. They crossed the river um, mm -hmm. from Farron Terry. What's, what's the place called? Terran Ferry. Terran Ferry. Farron Terry. You know, the, the, that one. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so they just crossed and they've made camp and Moraine has taken Egwene aside and um, showed her that uh, she can touch the one power. She can touch yeah. the source, which is very cool. And um, obviously Egwene is very excited about that. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> and Rand is not. No. So for those of no. you who might, this might be the first of our Wheel of Time talks that you've been to or are listening to. Mm -hmm. We have never read this series. We started with the television show because about a year ago, we did a trailer reaction on our YouTube channel to the Wheel of Time trailer for the for the show, the first mm -hmm, one, mm -hmm. and it looked incredible. And we were like, yeah. oh my gosh, this is that thing that we've been like promising that we would read one day and we never did. Yeah. <laughs> so we only have show knowledge and a lot of, I think, our conversations, mm -hmm. particularly on the first book, are going to be about things that changed mm -hmm. and how the book is hitting us differently maybe than the show did. Yes. Yes. It's very different. Um, but we do ask that... In terms of book stuff, mm -hmm. if it happens in the books past the point where Egwene uh, learns she's going to be an Aes Sedai, let's keep it out of the chat just for everyone following along at mm -hmm, mm -hmm. home. We also did not read Ravens. Yes. Some people said that Ravens was written later and to maybe start without reading it. So we didn't. Yeah. We were, yeah, we were like, let's read this as it first came out and mm -hmm. was first intended. So we read the prologue. Yeah. Do you until... want to talk about the prologue? Um... Yeah, wow. Um, so Nerdy ended up reading the book before I did. Um, I and, did, yeah. and was like, why didn't they do that prologue for the show? And I was like, oh god, it's already so different. Mm -hmm. um, and it and it is. It is. Um, I think the answer to a lot of our questions as to why didn't they do that is going to be budget. Yes. But the prologue sets up so much crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like... It, first of all, we meet the the older the the pre dragon, the 
the loose, I guess. Loose, yeah. Yeah. Um, we meet him and the dark the one. The pre-dragon. No, the, the dragon. Pre- well, he the dragon. is the dragon. But yeah, but he's the dragon before Rand is the dragon. No, but the Rand is the dragon reborn. Even though in the hey. show they called Loose the dragon reborn, which now is very confusing. There, I think the dragon is always reborn. But it seems <laughs> like he was given the name the dragon in Luce's timeline. So, like, uh. Luce is the reincarnation of that soul, but it was in Luce's timeline that he got the name the dragon. It does actually, yeah, they do kind of make it seem like well, he no, is the first sh- dragon. Shaitan, who mm-hmm. I think is the dark one. Yeah, that which, was my inference, yeah. So, the, the Shaitan name, or says in the chapter, he's like, um, in this they've called, they call you the dragon or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and so that's why Brand is the dragon reborn because he's specifically Luce Theron's next reincarnation, even yeah. though Luce Theron definitely had reincarnations before Luce Theron. Yeah. Yeah. It did make right? it seem like Luz is the one who got the name the dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Um, I found that really fascinating. The dark one is like there right away. Like, and like- here's, but, but here's why... If you were following along with our spoiler chats of the Mm -hmm. show, I kept saying that I didn't understand what the stakes of the battle were. Like Uh every uh week, I was like, I just want them to lay out what the stakes of the battle are. Yeah. Over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And then I read this prologue. Because you were like, why does it matter? Like, why do they have to stop the dark one? Like, what's going to happen? Yeah. And then I read this prologue and immediately... Immediately, the stakes are so readily available in the prologue of the book. And I was like, why didn't you just do this? This sets up Mm -hmm. what this is all about so well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it ends with Luce Theron being so distraught at murdering his family that he creates a mountain. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible. Mm-hmm. It's such a cool prologue to a book series. I like literally loved it. Yeah. I read it and I was like, babe, this is incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, and, and I just am like, why would you not, why wouldn't you let us have this, these stakes that are so important? And it's like my uh-huh. biggest complaint about the whole show, because mm-hmm. it was in every episode, was I didn't know why. Mm-hmm. And I immediately know why. And I'm like, but... The book should gave you the why. It's right here. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. 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 And, and, and I mean, we'll get into a bunch of stuff. I, we're going to get into a bunch of stuff as we go through this. Uh, even just this first chunk that I'm like, it's this is a weird change that they made. But yeah, yeah. The, the prologue not being in the show to me is a budget problem. And I get it. Yes. A thousand percent a budget problem. Yeah. Um, the scale so of that. Expensive. Um, so, uh, my question is, uh, do you think that the mountain he's created, is that intended to be Dragon Mount? It is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in, yeah, in, okay. yeah. in the show we learned that, that he, that he created the dragon. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was not 100% sure on Which that. is why so. it's so interesting that the Aes Sedai end up building their tower so close to that. Right. In, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I wasn't sure if I had, like, missed something, but it kind of made sense to me that that, that, that that was the dragon mountain. That's mm-hmm. where the dragon would be reborn. <laughs> uh, I also really loved the detail of Luce Theron is completely lost in his madness until yeah. uh, the Shaitan takes the madness away from him or, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. dulls it or whatever for a moment so he can see what he's done. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that is the most evil thing you could possibly do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is let him see his own failure. Mm-hmm. It's so the, the the prologue alone. We could have done an entire episode of this on this prologue. Yeah, it is so dense and so driven by this intense relationship between the two sides of this coin. Yeah, who 
are, are in relationship with one another mm-hmm. in a similar way to a, a lot of fantasy series do this. Lord of the Rings didn't. And this is one thing where I think the Lord of the Rings and I, the world are very different mm-hmm. is that our protagonist in this has a very personal relationship with the antagonist. Um, similar to like how Harry Potter does it with the relationship between Harry Potter and Voldemort um, and things like that. Mm -hmm. Whereas Lord of the Rings makes Sauron this kind of like, you know, literal like eye in the sky villain. (laughs) Yeah. And I I just, I really appreciated the relationship between the two of them Mm -hmm. and how I'm hoping we're going to see that relationship develop throughout these books. Yeah, me Mm -hmm. too. I want more, and I think we're going to get it. Right, because Rand, Rand already ha- is having dreams, right? I think we are going to get mm-hmm. more of that in the book than we did in the oh, show, sure. right? Because yeah, yeah. the show had the one moment when they're already in the blight, and he kind of like has a little chat with the dark one. Um, I'm really looking forward to that, the, the relationship between the two of them, and Rand having moments where he can remember his past lives versus when he can't, mm-hmm. and how that plays into um, wh- where he goes and his actions and choices, and also, yeah. like, how... Um, um, like, I'm curious to see how much he is going to remember. Like, will he get to the point where he can remember all of his previous lives? I, I, I have no Does idea. Does he go full Avatar? I, I mean, I, I don't know. Summon the power of Avatar Kyoshi? I don't know. It would be, it would be cool, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or maybe he can only remember those things in his dreams. And when he's awake... Like, there's... Because I feel like that would be too much information for our one brain to handle. (laughs) Yeah, I think the show kept bringing up this idea that dreams are important. Yeah. And I have a feeling that that is... Mm -hmm. I have a feeling that dreams are important for a reason in the books that we never got in the show. I have a feeling dreams are going to play more of a part. Just because of how dreams are played throughout, even just this first chunk. Mm -hmm. Rand hasn't even left... Emmons field yet and dreams are already playing a very different role yeah. than I think they do in real life and so I'm very curious to see how that thread gets picked up particularly once we maybe learn a little bit more about the magic system and whether or uh-huh. not dreams have something to do with the one power or connecting to the one power or something like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah for um, sure so uh, immediately after the prologue <laughs> Luce Theron creates a mountain it's it's the worst kind of tragedy. Yeah. He kills yeah, his yeah. child, which makes the cold open of episode eight even darker now. Because when he's like, oh, that sweet baby. And you're like, you you just know that he murders that baby. And that's awful. Wait, sorry, what? In the cold open of episode eight. Yeah. We see Luce Theron talking yeah. to the ambulance seat. Oh. And he's like mm-hmm. talking to his child. Yep. And now the that child I... child that he then murders. And like, I knew that from the Origins episode yeah. we reacted to. But, but still. Like, and it's, he says children in the book. There oh, he murders multiple kids. They, all, every single person mm-hmm. that he knows and loves, he basically kills. He murders the younglings. He pulls an Anakin and he murders the younglings. It's worse though, because the younglings, like, it, you know, like, he doesn't even know them all. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for that super chat. Professor Spencer uh, says, um, I'm pretty sure the Dark One identified himself differently in the prologue. Have you been able to connect that to what happens in the show? No. Uh, like as, as far as Shaitan? Is that what you mean by identity? Unless Shaitan is the person in episode eight. I, I have no idea. In episode eight. Well, we meet like the Dark One in episode eight. So I'm curious if that's Shaitan. Oh, or if it's not. Or if Shaitan if is even the Dark One. Or if Shaitan is like a vessel the Dark One speaks through or is like the king of the Nazgul or something. I don't know. The king of the Nazgul. So let's let's get to Rand because, you know, 
Th- that's who this book is about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a way that the show is misled not. me on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The book is very much about Rand and from his perspective. Mm-hmm. And look, I I think that the show made a bold choice. It did. In yeah. in um having um mo- like most of the core group of people be equally important in in a in a sense right because hmm. right because they they want they wanted to keep the mystery of who was the dragon so they could reveal it whereas in the book you're like well it's obviously brand he's like <laughs> a couple of people have brought it up uh-huh. okay let's talk about this let's just start here and we'll go from here mm-hmm. does them holding back on who the dragon reborn is is it a good change because in the book, Rand is clearly the Dragon Reborn, and he is the protagonist. In the show, Moiraine is looking for the Dragon Reborn, and she's clearly the protagonist. Mm-hmm. Is that change a successful story change for where this goes? Even in the section we've read so far. Because I think it isn't. Yeah. Now that I'm reading this, I think that having Moraine be the protagonist, and having her have more information than the audience, is... A less interesting choice in terms of telling the story of where we're going with this. Here, <laughs> because it led to us sitting around talking about the show being like, what's happening? Moraine clearly knows and she's who we're following through most of these episodes. But yeah. she's being so cagey in all of the scenes that she's in that we're left kind of feeling uh, like lost a little bit. Yeah, I think that... I, I think... Hmm. It's it's tough because I love Rosamund Pike yeah, and I mm-hmm. love the choice to let her lead the show because it's her. But I, I yeah I think where the problem comes in is that that Rosamund Pike Moraine kind of knows a lot of things mm-hmm. that we don't know, and it seems like we are in the same position as like the four friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or which is working I, for me in the books. Yeah. 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 Whereas mm-hmm. in the show, I, I I I feel like it's like telling Harry Potter from Dumbledore's perspective, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, okay, well, if you know about the Horcruxes at the beginning, if if the main character knows about the Horcruxes at the beginning, the, then the audience should know about them. Yeah. Like, Whereas Harry learning about them was what's interesting, and Rand learning about this world is what's interesting yeah. in the book. Yeah. Because and because because it sets up a couple of things that I think the books do so well, right? I just want to say before Throw we get there. really into it, I don't hate it. I don't. I don't hate it. Don't uh, hate it. We, no. you know, we really enjoyed the show. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love just the show, think, actually. Yeah, like we, yeah, we really do like the show. It's just, it's just an odd change, and I don't know if it was the right one. But anyways, I feel like I can explain mm-hmm. it with this. I think that the Jason wants to know if we'd oh, be thinking super chat. Thank um, you for that. Thank you, Jason. If we would be thinking that the dragon was Rand if we hadn't seen the show first. Yes. A hundred percent, yes. He is, like, he yeah. is your main character. Everything so far is from his perspective. You know, that that's, like, a sizable chunk of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it does make sense that it is him. But that's not what I'm talking about here. Mm-hmm. I don't care about who the Dragon Reborn is. I'm talking about who our point of view character is. Mm-hmm. And in the book, it's Rand. And why that's interesting is because it allows for the beginning of the book to set up. And they do this so well through conversations between characters mm-hmm. in Emmonsfield. Uh, Professor Spencer, thank you for that super chat. Thank you so much. I'm glad you're enjoying this. Um, They set up, right, that the Aes Sedai 
are as feared as the Dark One in this place. Mm-hmm. And the dragon is as feared as the Dark One in this place. And so when Moraine yes. is revealed... <laughs> when Moraine is revealed to be an Aes Sedai, yeah. not when she shows up and everyone is like, oh yeah, that's that Aes Sedai. She is revealed in a scene to be an Aes Sedai and everyone mm-hmm. is shocked that yeah. she's an Aes Sedai. Mm-hmm. It is this huge reveal because the people of this town don't trust her. They think that she is as evil as anything else from outside could possibly be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But because in the show we get her as our protagonist, we know that she's good. Yes. Because she's our protagonist. Whereas in the book, like if we hadn't seen the show first, I'd be like, okay, how much do we really trust Moraine? Yes. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. in the show, we are led to believe that we have to trust Moraine because she's who we're following. Yes. You, do, you don't get a show from the perspective of the bad guy. Because right. you need your audience to be able to relate Mm-hmm. Otherwise, people disconnect. They're like, I don't want to relate to this bad person because it brings up all these things in me. Um, 100%. Uh, Professor Spencer also said they agreed uh, in the show that uh, the like immediate, we must cage the Dark One, and like the stakes were not as well set in the show. Um, well, because, like what you said earlier. Because the show never gets into like the lore of the world right mm-hmm, the, the, mm-hmm. the show gets into the lore of the show as it's happening which is interesting mm-hmm. the book really sets up that this is a world built on stories that are told yeah Th- this is a world that is really pa- um built on the like um mouth to mouth um wh- what is that called or voice to voice there's a word for like when uh, a culture passes down its stories verbally Oh, 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 like um, a like an oral tradition. An oral tradition. That's yeah, what I'm trying to come up with. Mm-hmm. So the oral tradition of storytelling that is so well written in the book informs a world of mistrust and of confusion and of um, kind of like this lost culture that has all of these half-truths baked into what they believe. Mm-hmm. And it's so fun to read that and watch a character walk into the scene and shatter that. Mm-hmm. And so when Moraine, uh, yeah. we, we get to the scene where Moraine tells the story of Minethrin. Oh and like the way that Robert Jordan writes it, I literally, I was sitting in a Cal tire getting my winter tires put on, literally. <laughs> and I'm reading this like incredible paragraph about the fall of Minethrin. And I just have like goosebumps tickling my flesh. It was... A, you, yeah, you see them right now. Literally, like the way Robert Jordan writes that story and the way that Moraine tells it and mm-hmm. the way it enraptures the town of uh Emmons Field mm-hmm. it felt like this like event yeah and it, versus the show version and I hate to keep comparing it to the show version but the show version is like this weird scene on the back of a buggy for four people yeah. and I was like no they're they're literally just riding along they sing a song right and then Maureen <laughs> sing tells a song right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah and it's, it's just interesting that like it, it, it is an interesting like it's an interesting change because you had this moment that felt like this like epic large scale end of the pilot moment is where yeah. i would have put it oh god and yeah. instead it kind of yeah. became this like throw out a throwaway that would have been so cool if that had been like the final moment of the the, mm-hmm. the pilot because here's the thing I, I always wondered in that telling of the story whether or not she is channeling the one power to kind of enrapture people but then i'm reading it and i'm like 
I'm sitting here being like, oh, and mm-hmm. there's no magic happening. You know, like <laughs> Christian Pereira, thank you so much for that super chat. Uh, they're you. saying the assumption that one of them has to be the Dragon Reborn comes directly from the show. It isn't mentioned in the books that one of them has to be. That's true. I, I, I understand what you're saying about that. Mm. I'm saying like the metatextual understanding of a fantasy reader is that when you tell me that someone is going to reincarnate and you give me a point of view character, the chances that that point of view character is going to be the person reincarnated. Yeah. It's like, you know Harry Potter is your main antagonist because you're reading from the perspective of Protagonist. Pro- sorry, your protagonist. And the way you know... Are you a Death Eater? No. Um, <laughs> and same with, like, like Aragon. Like, wh- yeah. whoever you're reading from the perspective of, you know that they at least have to be an incredibly important character who's going to go on a wild journey. So, it, it does kind of... <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. So we've talked about our feelings about it. Let's get into the actual plot here a little bit because mm-hmm. uh, Ram and Tam come back to Emmons Field. They set up their little, their, their, or they're bringing cider in. Um, and we're introduced to Rand uh, and Tam as this couple, uh, a couple, this uh, family that lives in a farm that's a little bit of a distance off. They don't come into town very often. Yeah. And the winter has been miserable and it's gone on about a month too long. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The wolves are starting to get a little too close for comfort. Yeah. Um, the weather is bad. None of the crops have s- sprouted, and people are getting uh, people are on edge because mm-hmm. that's how they survive. And we're introduced to the town of Emmonsfield mm-hmm. in a way that um, makes it like surprising that it's there. And I, I kind of loved that. I loved the feeling that Robert Jordan brought to Emmonsfield that it was a town that existed purely on the backs of these people's will to survive. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be there. They should have ditched this place a long time ago, but these people are so stubborn what? that they just keep making it work. Uh, I don't know about that. The way that the, the two rivers, especially is described is like, they have protection from outsiders from three sides. You can only get in through one way and you have to get past a lot of people first. So it kind of seems like, they're kind of where they want to be. They're, like, secluded. They don't I, I mean teachers. more in the sense that, like, farming anything is a, is absolutely miserable. Well, now and, it Like, is. having what you need to survive. No, but even before the... Even before this winter, they say, like, only, the only like, the craziest of men farm the West Fold, right? Like, they, they talk about it as if it's, like, this place where it is always rough. But these people are just so stubborn yeah. that they're not going to leave and they're just going to make it work. Yeah, there's they have that saying, like, light willing. And if the yeah. light isn't willing, well, F it. Like- <laughs> yeah, I won't survive anyway. And so oh, I think that what's so fascinating about that as an introduction mm-hmm. is without meeting our main characters, because we don't meet Egwene. We do not meet Egwene until page 79. Obviously, yeah. she's mentioned a bunch, but we do not meet her mm-hmm. until page 79. I was... Yeah blown away by that yeah, considering yeah. how th- she important she is to like what she's like on. the first person you see mm-hmm. right during the weird throw you in the river ceremony but in the, in the books what they what they do in setting that up is we learn so much about our main characters without having to have them show us anything or say anything there's a mic tapping noise i think maybe you're like oh i'm sorry the... just want to make sure that we're like Sorry about that, y'all. Podcast listeners. Um, so, but we get introduced to the the core of our characters mm-hmm. through meeting the place that they come from, mm-hmm. and I think that uh, it's something that um, uh, Tolkien does really well by introducing the hobbits through the introduction of the Shire, 
And we understand something about hobbits because we understand where they come from. Yeah. And I think that by introducing Emmons Field in this way, we get to really learn about these people. And then we get to learn... When we meet them, we learn the layers that are, like, put on top of that core, right? Like, Egwene is has this like wild sense of adventure and she wants to get out. Mm -hmm. Rand is like very like steadfast about this life that he wants to live. Mm -hmm. Matt is playful and a prankster. And, but those are all built around this core of this like stubborn town of people who will do anything to keep going. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I just, I thought that as an introduction to the world and to these four characters, it it gives us like the center of them. And then it allows us to kind of like build on that as we meet them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Professor Spencer, thank you so much again for the super chat. Um, I agree. I think that the show definitely suffered a lot from budget. Oh, Um, I I think that there are things that definitely would have been better off being the book version, Mm -hmm. but they are a lot of big things, large scenes, big CGI projects that unfortunately, yeah, I don't think that Amazon was willing to put the money into this time around. Yeah. So we'll see for season two. Um, we will see. The, there's a couple things coming up that we can talk about that, right? Like mm-hmm. the introduction of Pat and Fane um, in the books. And obviously now that we've watched the show, we know Pat and Fane is a dark friend. Uh-huh. And Pat and Fane is a bad, bad dude. Uh-huh. The introduction to Pat and Fane, he basically like rides into town like Gandalf. Um, and then he has a conversation with Matt and Matt tries to sell him a bottle. But in the books, yeah. in the books, Pat and Fane rides into town and the town gathers to listen to him talk news of the outside world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you're going to do that in the show, that's a lot of extras. That's money, right? Like, that's a long day. Mm-hmm. It's a shame that we didn't get it because I think the actor who played Pat and Fane introducing us to the world by telling this, like, tall tale of the War of Gildan and all this stuff would have been really fun. And that yeah. actor is so talented, he could have really pulled it off. Yeah. Um, but how did you feel about Pat and Fane's entrance and his little monologue about what's going on in the world? I thought it was super interesting because it wasn't exactly, like, it wasn't like the book. I mean, I, I'm going to keep referencing it. I thought the introduction to Pat and Fane was fascinating, right? Because the villagers seem to have this trust in him, um, which is <laughs> obviously misplaced. Mm-hmm. Um, although they do talk about that he generally brings more good news than bad. But I think, you know, he's so smart that the manipulation has to be super subtle. Otherwise, you're not going to be the person that everybody listens to. Yeah. Right? If you are always showing up with bad tidings, nobody's going to want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, or they're going to get upset with you for being the one to bring it. Um, and so he's he's clearly, like, incredibly intelligent and yeah. basks in the 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 attention. Like, the, the basks in the glory of it. And it's... Um, uh, I thought it was really well done and well written mm-hmm. because it gave me a much better idea of his character. Yeah, and I, I think that it was also fun because the other character who shows up to town, who doesn't show up to town in the show, mm-hmm. is Tom Marilyn. Yeah. Who is the other, who's like the other side of the news, right? Yeah. Like, he He's is... He's the other outside. Mm, stranger, outsider. Uh. And they set up this interesting thing where Pat and Fane comes to town and is set up as giving the news, and Tom Marilyn is comes to town and is set up as the Gleeman who's going to tell stories and kind of fictionalize everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then when we meet Tom Marilyn and he hears about Pat and Fane, he kind of hints that Pat and Fane is the one of them that you can't trust, mm-hmm. and that he knows the stories, and that he's not fiction. He's fictionalizing, but he's he's giving you more truth in his stories than Pat and Fane is in his news. Yeah. And I thought that setting that up was 
having having those two characters play in such stark contrast with one another yeah. was really fun. Because in a way, they're like very similar devices, mm-hmm. right? They're the they're the outsider who uh, people like to listen to because they know things that other people don't. And mm-hmm. and you, you like with the name like the Gleeman. You know, you would think Tom Marilyn is this, like, jester type, whereas... And he is. He juggles. He does yeah, a backflip. Yeah, but as, in terms of character, like, who he is, he's not really... That's more Pat and Fane. Mm-hmm. The, like, grand, tall tales and, like, the drinking and all the attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I thought... That, yeah, it was it was just unexpected. It was it was kind of unique having two characters who, uh, in a lot of fiction, would play it like th- they would be one role. Yes, yeah, yeah. Whereas in this, they're very different. Um, yeah. And obviously, we know because of the show that Patton Fane is not a good dude. But um, Ishan Bahora is saying, I love Tom's entrance complaining about Nynaeve. So should we get to... Should we get in that? Should we get to Nynaeve? Because we might have some controversial opinions here. Y'all, hot uh, take. Nynaeve is a bad wisdom. And I want to say, I love the character of Nynaeve on the show. Yeah. And this is one of those ones where I'm like, oh, I actually like Nynaeve way more on the show than I do in the book. Yeah. Me too. And we haven't seen, like, obviously there's so much book left and there's so much series left. Mm -hmm. But in terms of, like, introduction, I was like, oh, wow, I really don't like this one. Yeah. Nynaeve is just kind of a dick to everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, it's, make it... I don't like it. It puts me on edge. Like, she's like that person who, like, has this skill that everybody needs and is, Mm -hmm. like, super cocky about it and can talk to anybody any way she wants to. And I'm like, oh, God, we're going to have to scroll back up. I missed that super chat. Did you? Oh, there was a super chat. Um, Yeah, I'm so sorry. Um, Mega, thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, I wonder if they weren't sure Josh or could carry the show. I think that that is also a part of it. You know, Rosamund Pike is definitely a safer bet. Yeah, but Joshua it. has them cheekbones. You can sit the whole show right on those cheekbones, and the, it'll just sit there. It's true. The, the, he's got like <laughs> yeah. he almost has your level of cheekbones. <laughs> um, I think I think what I think I think what sets me like on edge with Nynaeve is she reminds me of, and I told you this already. But she reminds me of, I, I worked in restaurants for 10 years. I was mm-hmm. a waiter. And something about working in restaurants is that waiters make more than managers typically um, at most restaurants. Yeah. And so when they want to promote a waiter to a manager, it's really hard to find someone who will do it. Uh-huh. And so it's usually not the best waiter who gets promoted to manager. But <laughs> the person who does get promoted suddenly gets like big in their head that this they complex. are the best waiter. Yeah, yeah, And they should like tell you how to run your section because they're a manager now. Yeah. And Nynaeve, she just has that energy of like, she has a position she hasn't earned, mm-hmm. but she's going to behave as if she earned the shit out of it. Yeah. And here's the thing. We don't know, we don't know much about how she got the position of wisdom yet. That's she true. She might have honestly earned it. Mm-hmm. I just, like, I, when I think of the word, when I think of wisdom as a role and as a healer and as like a community leader, you need to be able to have a relationship with the people that you are surrounded with or yes. like you are going to make your own life in way more difficult, which is why I say she's a bad wisdom. Like She'll get she there. can heal and she can, mm-hmm. like stuff gets done because she definitely knows what she's doing in a lot of aspects. But the, uh, the um, interpersonal side of things this mm-hmm. is uh, lacking a little bit. Uh, John Drennan says, thank you. Uh, Super Chat, thank you for that. Did you catch how the legends Tom mentions in Chapter 4 are actually modern day events? Len who flew to the moon, the astronaut John Glenn. 
I didn't catch that one, but doesn't he also <laughs> talk... He, like, straight up says Arthur Pendragon, yes. but it's, like, spelt different. Ar- yeah, Arthur Pendrag yeah, or something, something like, that. like that. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that because it was, like, so close and yet not. And I was like, wow, the Arth- Arthurian legends carried on through the apocalypse. <laughs> Literally. Like, the one is, thing that survived. That is the one thing that survived. They still watch Merlin. Um in uh in Emmons Merlin Field. is a sacred tradition. I <laughs> um, just don't watch the end of it because it's too real. I I'm uh James Goss says Nynaeve's been put in a position where she is too young for she's overcompensating. A thousand percent. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about it. Nynaeve it, uh, the, the question I'm going to have about Nynaeve going forward forever is going to be why did she chase the Emmons Field for? Right? After the attack because Nine, clearly Nynaeve ends up with them somehow. In the show, it's a little bit... It's really nebulous. She gets attacked by Trolloc. She kills the Trolloc. And then she just, like, takes off after Rand and them. In this, she's fine after the attack. And she's still going to take off after them at some point. Yeah. But and, and like I was saying to you earlier, in the book, they set up a lot of people are hurt. Yeah. Like, a lot of people are hurt. And they need a wisdom. And she leaves. Yeah, the town definitely needs someone who is capable with medicine. And Nynaeve is like, nah, fam, I'm out. Like, I'm gonna go chase. I'm gonna go chase these four. Obviously, we haven't seen her catch up yet, but like, yeah. girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not there in the books, so we're going to we're going to find out why she decides to follow the group. But uh, don't I don't get it. There's like old people it. sick and yeah. injured, and she's like, those teenagers who are in perfect shape. I'm going yeah, after them. Yeah, and it's very clear that she is mistrustful and does not like the Aes Sedai. And sure, but like... But, but yeah, and like... There are literally... The justification... If the town was fine, sure. Yeah. But the town is... There are multiple... There there are so many people who mm-hmm. are sick and injured that they are filling every room of the inn. Yeah. And the only healer in town is like, I, this is not my job. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think, what do you think is the reason that could, like, what, what do you think would be a justifiable reason... For her, for when we read this next, or it may not be in the next chunk. I'm assuming it is, but we it, That's true, it might be not? further along. Well, because we, we don't actually we, know. We don't know mm-hmm. when we will see other people's perspectives. No, because Rand doesn't see Nynaeve again until they leave Tarvalon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He doesn't find out that Nynaeve is alive until after Tarvalon. Yeah. Um. In yeah, the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Hmm. Why would she leave? Yeah. Um. Either the Trollocs come back and ransack the rest of the town. Uh, that's one reason. And she, like, flees another attack. Um, that would be so sad. Like, the sacking of the Shire. Um, I, I don't know. The sacking uh, of the Shire is a dream, though. Another wisdom from another well, town shows be. up and, like, is, like, take, takes over. Ooh, she gets fired. No, you know what? She gets fired as wisdom by she the gets town fired. council. They, they, they evict, no, nobody likes her. And so they kick her out. And so she goes after them. Samantha. So like, to redeem herself in the eyes of the town, she like goes to get their kids back. I could see that. Uh, Samantha, thank you so much as well for the super chat. Um, Samantha makes another good point. The, Moraine took, uh, sorry, they took the only Monkey, that wasn't a, that was not a spoiler. Was it? I didn't That wasn't a spoiler yet. at all. Um, they take... Sorry, Samantha, that your message got deleted, but... They, they, they take the only blacksmith apprentice as well. Yeah, they take the only blacksmith that nobody knows why they left. They left in the middle of the night. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's... No paid spoilers. That wasn't a spoiler monkey. Um, I didn't see the second half, but uh, the thing about 
that Perrin was a blacksmith. Is... Yeah, they took the only blacksmith apprentice. They took like all the young people who are like half decent because every other young person we meet in that town is rough. Um, but yeah, they don't know why they left. They literally just disappear. Yeah. And so, yeah, I guess like Moraine kidnapped a bunch of kids. But why is Nynaeve the one to go chase them down? She's not a fighter. Maybe the, She's mayor, literally maybe the mayor is like, my daughter has been kidnapped. You must go retrieve her. 100%. Nynaeve. Why would you send Nynaeve? You're going to, Nynaeve, you, you, you're yeah. going to go sternly talk to the Aes Sedai who have magic powers about why they should come back to Edmonton. Yeah. Or maybe, or maybe Nynaeve doesn't and she's not in the rest of the book. Um, I don't think so. People have said that they like her later on, so she has to come back. But like, look, here's the thing: Daddy Land is still Daddy Land, okay? Yes. And he, uh-huh. him, and Nynaeve's love is definitely from the book, so mm-hmm. she's got to come back. Um, it happened in the third age. Uh, Professor Spencer, thank you so much for the trooper chat. Um, I don't know what that means though. Tom Marilyn. It's it's supposed to be like Merlin and Arthur, but oh. but we're saying like the, the the Arthurian legends carried on from like through the apocalypse. Right, which is in the third age. The third the end of the third age is the Yeah, the like po- from yeah. our time. Yeah. We're in the third age, I think. We're in oh wow, that makes me nervous. When does the third age end? That the break. Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. It ended uh ten ten years ago. Oh my god, it's New Year's Eve. Ah! Ah, it's New Year's Eve. It's 2022 in hours. Babe, this is going to be a podcast. Oh my god, it's 2022 in hours. Yes. Mm-hmm. For some people, it's already 2022. Oh my god, I'm not... I'm not okay with that. It's going to be... It's gonna All right, be let's go back to the book. Yeah. Um, so, mm-hmm. tr- Rand sees a dark uh, cloaked rider mm-hmm. on the road. Uh, and he gets to town, talks to Perrin, or he talks to Matt, Matt also saw it, Perrin also saw it, uh-huh. two kids whose names I don't remember and I'm never going to remember like also Sam saw it. Sam or something. Sam and Frodo also saw the Dark Rider. <laughs> um, and so, uh, Rand tells Tam and Tam's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh-huh. Um, do you want me to go look for him? And Rand's like, no, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But then once there's five of them, and once the town council gets together and they're all talking about how all their young boys have seen this dark cloaked figure. Yeah. They're like, oh shit, we gotta take this seriously. And Tam's like, we're going home. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna eat the hell out of Hey like, son, I know we were I know we were gonna have a vacation tonight, but we're going home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh so Rand and Tam spend winter night back at the cabin mm-hmm. and their their situation uh-huh. is described in the most lovely way in the world. Oh my god, they have this like their farm. beautiful little farm and like the handcrafted cabinet. They have revolver or um revolvers. Uh, revolvers. Uh, they have um re- re- recliners. <laughs> well, words words are hard for me sometimes. They mm-hmm. have recliners that they like sit in by the fire, and I was like, God mm-hmm. damn, I want this farm. Yeah. This is it fantastic. Seems great. <laughs> the way Robert Jordan describes this farm, I was like, this sounds like paradise. <laughs> I just want, and I know I'm getting old because I'm like, I just want a recliner by a fire with a whittling stick and a pipe. Without the pipe. I don't smoke. But like with like my like old coffee and Baileys. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you know what? It's New Year's. Yeah. It's you the put last Baileys day that I'm like dr- like drinking because mm-hmm. I'm going on a huge diet starting tomorrow after our ice cream cake mukbang. Um, oh, yeah. Ice so cream weird. cake mukbang tomorrow. I'm so sorry if you're there for that. So they have this like beautiful farm that's just like... I was like, this is my dream. 
Yeah, yeah. No, it was so nice. Do they nice. have good Wi-Fi? Well, here's the thing. He obviously described it as this, like, little slice of paradise as far as, like, a farm goes. Mm-hmm. For then it to be absolutely destroyed yeah. by a horde of Trollocs. You know, in the show, it's one. Um, but it's, it's like, a group of them who only attack Matt's place, Perrin's place, and Rand's place. Yeah, we find out much later that that's what happens. Yeah, so. which, you know, it, it's very specific and targeted, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting. Um, what did you think... <laughs> what? <laughs> What? I just love how many Trollocs show up. And at no point do I feel like Tam is concerned. The way he's like, like, run, "Run, boy. Run. Here's a thing that I noticed that I noticed Mm -hmm. is that um, he never calls Rand son. He says lad all the time. And lad to me is just, it's one of those like, that's like, the the town elder with the young boys like you know you know lad like i just i've never seen a like parental figure call their son lad. it just stuck that, out to me that because... is because we live in canada though okay fair that enough. is that that is that is a regionalism fair enough but mm-hmm. it just definitely stood out to me in the book because obviously there is the question of rand's heritage nobody nobody I in just... canada says lad at all no, no, they don't. So, but like, I, that readings, is, that is, I think that readings. is standing out to you because of a regional thing, not because of. I, I think that if you're in Britain and you hear a, a, someone call their son lad, it is it's, like the most normal thing. Hey, I've watched Doctor Who, okay? Yeah, there, nobody has children on Doctor Who. <laughs> That's not 100% true. But mostly true. The doctor There's has almost a daughter. No kids on that show. The doctor has a daughter. He's 30 years old and, and that he's wife. married to. <laughs> and there's the girl with the scribbles. Okay, one child in 50 seasons of Doctor Who. Um, I know, I know. Anyways, so sorry I got sidetracked. We, they get attacked by Trollocs. They beat them up. Um, Tam jumps through a window. Yeah, I was yeah. like, this is the coolest action scene uh, that we didn't get because it was like one Trolloc in like a tight space. But um, they, they get behind the barn and Tam is all hurt and he probably still looks hot because every woman in town apparently wants... To marry him. He's a bachelor. <laughs> that, He's a... That, might, that might be my favorite part of this whole section. Is when Rand's like, I avoided the women because I didn't want to talk to them about who should marry my dad. And yeah, I was yeah, like, that's yeah. so like, that's funny. So, that, yeah, that was great. And Rand is like, I need to get him to town, but I'm going to need supplies. Mm-hmm. going to sneak back into that house. Mm-hmm. And when we did our first, when we did our pilot episode spoiler chat for this, mm-hmm. people in our, in our comments mm-hmm. were like, I am so disappointed about Narg. Where was Narg? Yeah justice for narg there were so uh-huh. many youtube comments about this somebody named narg and we were like mm, okay. and i was like i don't know i don't Damn know who narg is <laughs> turns out narg narg is narg is a trollic who can speak and narg who is, is the weirdest who is smart enough to be like ah oh, yes i'm going to pretend to be dead here and wait for the guys to come back like you know who it reminded me of is the goblin when who chases um, Mary and Pippin into the into the woods? I mean, he's just hungry. In the middle of the Urukai fight, though, no, but he's like talking to them. He's like, "I'm the smart one who was able to figure this out," and it felt like Narg was like, "I'm the smart one who was able to lie underground dead until you came back." I don't know who this character is, but I love this the is voice. Narg. That's how Trollocs talk. Um, um, Narg's Narg smart. <laughs> no, was... I love Narg. I I'm disappointed we didn't get Narg. Yeah, me too. It yeah. was such a surprise. I was like, wait, they speak. <laughs> What is Narg Russian? I, I have no answer. It was a choice. One thing I liked about the book, 
um, is that the Nargs are all the Nargs, different. The Trollocs. Or sorry, the Trollocs. The Nargs. <laughs> the Nargs. Um, the Trollocs are all different. Yeah. Um, and the way that he describes them, uh, they're clearly created through some magic. Yeah. That like meshed things together in like a disgusting way. Yeah. And I love Some it. of them have feet, some of them have hooves. Mm-hmm. Narg, I think, has a wolf face, mm-hmm. I think is what they described it as. Some of them um, have human faces. Yeah. With horns. Like, it's, it is really... Horrifying. It, it is really like... Bleh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Horrifying. We're calling them Nargs from now. <laughs> They're all descendants of Narg. Narg smart. I want to. I want someone to like draw. Um, we need fan art of you and I with like our arms around Narg, and it's like us being bros, and we're all matching, wearing we matching have... Letterman jackets that are like Emmonsfield Letterman jackets. No, it just says Narg smart. On Narg it. smart. <laughs> That'll be our next T-shirt. Narg smart. Narg smart. Oh my god. Uh, Tyler says they have different abilities based on their looks. That's fun. The wolves are smarter and have better smell. Interesting. That's okay, fun. that's very cool. <laughs> Rand's life motto, uh, what would Tam do? Well, yeah. That's my new life motto. Honestly, same. Either yeah. Tam or Lan. You can I'm gonna keep... I'm gonna pick up a baby off a mountain and then I'm gonna move to a cabin next to a city where every woman wants to sleep with me. That sounds great. That sounds like a dream life. She's mad at me for that one. <clears throat> oh my god. Amazing. Um, so then we get to uh we get to the um <laughs> Rand <laughs> Rand puts Tam on his back essentially. He's in a litter. Uh-huh. And he's like carrying him back to town, but he knows not to be on the road. So he's like he's next a, yeah, to the road. At least does that. And then a fade like brings an army of Trollocs by, and the fade is like looking into the forest mm-hmm. and doesn't see Rand. And so at this point, I'm like, oh, the Fae, they're called the Eyeless because they don't see very well. They're, like, super dangerous, but they're, like, kind of blind. But then we and get then we to find town. out later that the Eyeless actually have eagle-like vision and can see everything. How the hell was Rand able to just hide in the bushes? Yeah. I was like, how are the Fae... How, if, if Rand can see you yeah. and you have better vision than Rand, you can see Rand. Yeah. So th- this sets up, in the in the show, there is an idea that is brought about that the Dark One needs, in, in episode eight, right? The Dark One, I, I think it's the Dark One, says, he. I needed you to get to this point. So there is a part of me that wonders if all of this attack on Emmons Field, because none of our main characters are injured... I'm so sorry. None of our main characters are injured... And so I almost wonder if they are intentionally not hurting them. The the, the, our, the our main characters, the dark one, like needs them to leave Emmons Field. So uh, this whole Nark attack, was gonna straight up kill Rant. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know about that, right? Because Perrin, Matt, Egwene, and Rand. None of them are even slightly injured. None of them are touched. Yeah, through I'm. There's no way Narg just decided to like seppuku onto the sword. Like, I don't know. I'm. I. Oh no. I'm not saying the Trollocs. I'm saying the Fade. I think the Fade sees Rand and he's like, I don't know. I'm gonna let you keep going. We need no, you to like. No. There's absolutely no way. Then how does the Fade do it? I don't know. Um, unless Rand channels by accident, but I feel like. Oh, the characters that we 
Well, actually, no, that's not true. Mm-hmm. I think he channels. I was gonna say the I think he channels too. Uh, the characters seem to be aware when they touch the source, but that's not necessarily true because when uh, Egwene first has the light pulses in the stone, she doesn't realize. She's like, I think I mm-hmm. might have maybe felt something. And Joey Fisher, thank you for that super chat. Thank you, Joey Fisher. Uh, could you. Rand have been using the power without realizing it? I think I think it's possible, right? Because mm-hmm. I think that Rand, I think that we see Rand channel in this section. In, in these 12 chapters, what what is the point do you think Rand channels? Can Do you know what I'm talking about? Like? I, I think that we have seen Rand channel already. In the book? Yes. Already. I think we've seen a description of Rand channeling. Really? Yeah. I think it is the moment that Rand is watching, um, when they're riding the horses away, and Rand looks at Egwene, and he's worried about Bella... And he oh, wills Bella, Bella to run faster, and yes. he feels the skin or the, the hairs pull up on his um, yes, yes, on his arm. I, I actually I'm yeah. almost convinced that Rand channeled in that moment to to help her run faster. I actually yeah. I, I I agree with you. I mm-hmm. I had forgotten about that moment, but when reading it, I was like, oh. But then, but then uh. it's but then <laughs> Moraine is like Bella is the least tired of all of them. Yes. And so I... Which makes no... Right. Like, Bella is like a, a plow man. horse. Yeah, yeah. Right. There's, like, it It doesn't really make Apparently a lot of sense. Apparently I got it. Nailed it. Yes. <laughs> Nailed it. No, you're, you're 100% right. Like, there's... But maybe that is the second time he channels, and the first time is when he's hiding from the fate. Interesting. I just... It's it's just... But Narg's smarter. But Narg's smarter. It's just tough, though, right? Because you would think that a fade being so in league with the Dark One, I am getting, like... Here, you talk for a minute. I'm going to go answer the phone. Oh, okay. I think it's you the, I think it's the post Hello. people. I'm so sorry, guys. It's just going to be me just for a couple of moments. Oh, um, because sometimes our uh, mail, um, they can't get into the building without calling. And I've just missed three phone calls. So I'm assuming it's important. Um, but yeah, I, I think... I, I, I cannot think of another reason why... The fade would miss Rand hiding in the bushes when only mere pages later we're told that they have vision like eagles, um, right? And so the uh, it, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. It also the channeling doesn't one hundred percent make sense to me either because fades are so in league with the dark one. You would think that some guy channeling maybe for the very first time ever would have like would be able to hide that he's channeling from this being. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me, and I'm still confused on that one. I don't know if we'll get an explanation for that. That just might be some hero shields going on in the uh, uh, in the story. And so um, so Rand takes his litter, uh, stays off the road, because he's the, the smart boy, and he finally gets to the town, which if you have read Aragon... I was like, oh, oh, I see, I see where he got this. I see where he got this. Obviously, Aragon came second, um, and so it is pulled. The inspiration is pulled. Um, uh, but I, I was like, oh, this is almost exactly the same thing, except that it ends differently. Um, yeah. So, so he finally gets there, and he's like exhausted. And his first, he he has to get his dad. His father. He's like, no, it's my father. Because on the way, I should backtrack a little bit. On the way, um, Tam is like babbling about what is what we know to be his past because we've seen the show. But I feel like it's very clearly 
a past fever dream even in the book um i feel like that's not a hard stretch without without the show for that right um i i i don't know i feel like that's not a hard stretch but we find out potentially potentially that uh rand may not be uh mean his parents may not be who he thinks that they are and it's very funny because for the rest of the next like mm, like i feel like 40 pages every time rand is like no my father no no my father my dad like he's like so adamant which i guess like you would be right um the the characters are definitely written less mature in the books um, which gives a, I think, I feel like a very different perspective on them, to be honest. Uh, they feel, they, they feel very different. They feel very different. Um, I mean, Rand can't even talk to Egwene. <laughs> like, he like, yeah, I, I think Rand doth protest too much. I agree. He's like, no, he's my dad. <laughs> Um, and, but he can't even, like, he's definitely less mature. He can barely speak to Egwene. He doesn't know how to, like, t have a conversation with her. Um, and I wonder if that is that they are younger in age, or if that they are just less mature, because that's how they're brought up, and that's how the village works, right? Um, because we know Nynaeve is about 25-ish, um, Dragonsbane, thank you so much for the super chat. I really appreciate it. Uh, did try to showcase that Rand is good in the woods, good at sneaking and hunting that with a combo of wooden bush is possible, maybe. I think, yeah, okay. I think maybe it's possible if they're, like, hidden under a bush and there's, it's just weird to me. It is just weird to me that he can see the Fade and the Fade can't see him. If he had, like, heard the, hmm, but they don't really make much, hmm, hmm. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sure on that. I, I, it's fine. I'm not hung up on it. I'm not hung up on it. I'm like, okay, seems a little bit strange, but we're going to move on. Um, and so, yeah, so we get, uh, we get to, um, Fudgy, thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, they are the same age in the books and show 20, um, has been aged up from 18 to 20. Okay, okay. Yeah, because I think they say in the books, Egwene is two years younger. It makes sense to me that they are still 20. They just have less life experience in the sh book than they do in the show. Right? You know, they live in a very small town. Who Small towns have their traditions. You know, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, yeah. 20, the age, I feel like, yeah, the age of 20 is kind of important here. So, Rand drags his father, <laughs> father in quotations, um, Rand drags his father to Nynaeve, who takes a look at him and is like, yeah, no, sorry, there's nothing I can do here. And, and on one hand, I'm like, oh. Man, that sucks. But on the other hand, Nynaeve is right. Um, Nynaeve is right. Like, she's... She... Her time is better spent healing the people who actually have a chance. And she has to know what she's doing with medicine. Right? She has to, at some point. Um, there's no way she would have become wisdom. 
She doesn't have the interpersonal side of things, so she's got to be really good at the, like, healing and other stuff. Otherwise, she wouldn't still be there, right? But, yeah, she looks at him and she's like, I, there's nothing I can do. I'm really sorry, but I have to go help other people that I actually can't help. And it's so... It's so awful. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> like, my heart hurts. Um, Artura is uh, not a legend. Uh, and existed one to 200 years before Napoleon. F for sure, for sure. I mean, the, the character of Artur is like a, a real person. Clarus, I'm locked out. I'm locked out. What do you mean? Where, what do you mean you're locked out? Are you kidding? We are in the middle of recording a podcast and we're gonna, we're gonna what? Take an intermission? Locked outside where? Like the, the, the front, the, the magnet door? Oh my god. <laughs> Guys, I'm so sorry. Because <laughs> there's no way- Oh no, he's literally in the backyard. I'm gonna be right back. don't know how that happened and I apologize nerdy's on his way up you just taken <laughs> go find me to save nerdy oh my god Dylan, thank you so much for the super chat troy thank you so much for the super chat as well oh my goodness um <laughs> thank you guys for the super chats oh god it's fine nerdy is safe i promise um new shirt i'm locked out um Apologies, especially if you're listening to this later as podcast. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. He's just, he's taking his sweet time. Don't worry about it. Should have charged Nerdy to open the door. <laughs> Planet, thank you so much for the super duper chat. <laughs> um, Guys, we really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Narc smart. <laughs> Oh boy. You taking your time? I'm right here. I know. This is truly a professional show. Thank you, Will, for the super chat. Um, we are we are the most professional. It's the first one. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is where we get all the like technical kinks worked through. I forgot my keys. <laughs> including, uh, you know, the mail just happening to arrive <clears throat> as we're <clears throat> recording. And we're back. And we're back. Um, all right. So we had talked about a couple of segments we were going to do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so we start with our like show segments because I feel like we've talked about a lot while I was gone. Uh, we talked about them getting uh, to the city and mm -hmm. or city town um, and, you know, uh, Nanny being like, nope, can't help him. So in my family, we have a tradition. Uh, when we sit down to eat together, we do high low. And we say the high of our day, of our week, and at Christmas time we do our high and low of our year, which mm -hmm. is always kind of emotional. But we're going to do high-low today for you. And so, Clarice, what was your high for this section <laughs> of the Wheel of Time? Um, <clears throat> my, okay, my high of the section was, 
Oh my god, I told you about it. It was mm-hmm. a moment with Rand. Mm-hmm. What was it? Oh my gosh. I know, I know I have one. Mm-hmm. I know I have one. There was a moment with Rand. Yeah, there was. Oh, a few. He's yes. the main character. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. My high of the show is when he's trying to save Tam and he belts on the sword and is very uncomfortable and mm-hmm. like nervous. And he's like, it's just, it's just a big knife. Like, you wanted an adventure. Like, get over it. And I thought that that moment was just so real. Because everybody thinks that they want adventure. They want grandeur. They want to do something cool with their Mm -hmm. lives. You know what I mean? Like, everybody thinks that they want that. Especially when I feel like you live in a small town. You you have those dreams. And something wild is finally happening to him. And he's feeling all these emotions about it, which you would, which you absolutely would. And I think that that little chunk is only about like this big that's written about it is um, really, really, really well done. That like, it, like conflict in Rand about it's kind of what I wanted, but I, I don't know why I wanted it. And mm-hmm. it's just like, it's just a big knife really stood out to me. What's uh, your high? <clears throat> I'll do my low first and your I'll do your first. low and then we'll end on my high so that, you know, we all right, end all right. on and up, right? Gotcha. Uh, my low... <clears throat> Um, for this section, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. is, uh, something that th- I think they actually fixed in the show, which was that there's this huge battle in Emmons Field and we don't get to see any of it. He just kind of comes back to the end of it. And so I think that it's something that like, I was like, oh, okay, we, the, we missed the big battle. And so getting to see that in the show is actually one of the few things that I think the show really did really well mm-hmm. in terms of like improving upon the book. Yeah. Um, is allowing us to experience that big battle and, and to see the, like, Moraine's to die really, like, unleash and go ham, I think is a really, like, wonderful experience in the show. Yeah. And it's explained in the book in a way that's, that it, it teases you at wanting to see what an Aes Sedai can do. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, um, for sure. I don't think it would be my low if I hadn't seen the book first. Seen or the seen the show first. Yeah. Um, but that's how it kind of, just because of that experience, uh, it worked out that way. Troy says, low, Matt not getting to release a badger. Matt did not get to release. That's actually a good one, too. So yeah, sad. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. sad. And also Nynaeve. I think that Nynaeve, just in general, I was like, oh, I, I love this character on the show, and I, I kind of don't here. Yeah, that's my low. Justice just that, for Matt's badger. Just that, like, Nynaeve is kind of like, meh. Mm-hmm. meh. Um, what's yours? Um, no, that's that's my low. What's your low? Is that Nynaeve is kind of... Oh, eh. okay, okay. I like, like, she's not likable right now, which is fine because character growth. Mm-hmm. Like, that is okay. Um, but it definitely, yeah, stood out to me. I was like, oh, I don't... Okay. I think my high, uh, for <laughs> sure, is the... Narg. Well, <laughs> Nar- Nar- the, the two, like, mini highs for me are Narg and the moment where Rand realizes that he hasn't thought about Egwene for a moment. And then it like floods back to him. I really, I loved it so much because I was a teenage boy once. And I had those (laughs) feelings about people where I would be like, I need to stop thinking about them. And me saying I need to stop thinking about them, I would be like, wait, I haven't thought about them in an hour, but now all I can do is think about them again. God damn it, I'm back. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So I, I think that... That 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 those are my mini highs. My real highs the the scene with the Minethrin. I, I just think Minethrin. like that's one of the best written sequences of yeah in universe storytelling I've ever read. Yeah. In terms of a character in a story telling a story within a story, that was one of the most successful uses of that trope that I've ever read in my life. In terms of what it said about the characters and the town, and you know, I just I really 
I think Robert Jordan, that was the moment where I knew I had to read the rest of the book. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's a few chapters in, but that was the moment where I was like, I will read, I, I will probably read this whole series based on that moment and how well it's written because there's a chance that there's going to be more moments like that because he wrote it once, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. And... I'm trying to... <laughs> Threk brings up Ahsoka is annoying at the start of the Clone Wars, becomes the best character ever. Ahsoka Tano is my favorite Star Wars character and I I, I don't... Yeah, she's annoying at first, so I agree. Yeah. Joey Fisher um, brings up uh, what, what our next segment was going to be, which was like the big difference... Some differences between the show and the uh, book that we wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry, there was one thing that I was trying to pull up. The Manethrin is not just referred to as Manethrin. It's like Manethrinerin or something. Like, no, Manethrindrel like... is the okay. river. Okay, there was like a longer name, and I was like, God, I'm glad that was not in the show because I, I can't. Yeah, so the two the two rivers were originally, or the wine spring was originally Menethrindrel, the river. And Menethrin is the kingdom on Menethrindrel. Wasn't that the White River? That's They call it the White River now, but its actual name is Menethrindrel, which is where the kingdom of Menethrin sat. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, there was just an extra name in there that had a bunch of extra syllables, and I was like, I. Meh. <laughs> Um, so let's get into Perrin, the Perrin wife, the wife of it all. The wife of it all. I, um, yes. Thank, thank you for that super thank chat. Thank you, Joey, for that uh, super yeah. chat. Um, hmm. Book Perrin thus far is not a character. No. No. He is there. Yeah. Um, and I'm present. fine with it because uh-huh. I'm excited for where that goes. Show Perrin is a really good performance by a talented actor that doesn't go anywhere. Yes. In the writing. Yes. They don't actually <clears throat> bring any payoff or mm-hmm. any reason for what they did. Here's the thing. If that had been the choice and there had been something by the end of the finale to tie it all together. Yes. It, like if there had been a reference, if it had influenced. If Perrin had done anything in the finale. D- yeah. Yeah. If it had influenced his character and what happened to him in any way would not have hated the change. Yeah. Right? That moment that I remember vividly, that moment, my jaw dropping. And I was like... It's wildly effective. Yeah. Oh my God. And I, like in the moment I was like... (laughs) Well, and if you watched our, if you watched our show talks, Mm -hmm. the entire, up until the end of the season, I was convinced he was the Dragon Reborn. And I loved it. I was like, this character is awesome. Mm -hmm. His wife, him killing his wife is going to be important because we're going to have the Dragon Reborn, but he doesn't want to be violent because he remembers killing his wife and that is like haunting him. And Mm -hmm. I was like, that's really interesting. And I'm like, it's fridging and it is a trope that we use way too often to tell stories for men Mm -hmm. or about men, but it's going to pay off. My problem with the change is that Perrin's wife is killed before she even really has a line. I don't even think she says anything. She says, I love you, I think, when they hug. Before she's even developed. She's just killed as a plot device. Yeah. And what we get out of that is not a lot. Perrin doesn't get... He's just not given much to do in the show. Yes. And... It might pay off in future seasons, mm-hmm. and that's fine, but a future season might be a, a year from now, and so it hasn't paid off in the first season, and so right now it feels like a half-baked concept that they threw in the show without figuring out how it really, like, changes anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just, I I don't know. It's It's using a female character and violence against a female character for shock. And not much else so far. And I might change my mind on it once we get that payoff. And once we get to the point in the story where it like we it's shown why. Yeah. But right now it just feels a little icky. 
Yeah, no. Right now, I don't love it. <laughs> no. When it first happened, I was like, oh, wow, this is going to be a big deal. This moment, like, is going to matter, and it hasn't. And that is frustrating. Um, mm-hmm. I agree with that. Like, because it's not like... It's not like, oh, you got in an argument or you, there was, like, it's not, it's not a small thing. That person died. And right now. And we still don't abs- know anything about her. No, yeah, no, yeah. we don't know anything. And so I feel like that is very frustrating. So. Yeah, I agree. As of right now, don't think it was a good change. Yeah. Next season, if they actually do something with it, I might change my mind. But yeah, right now I'm kind of like, yikes. Can we talk about the other thing I don't like that they changed? What? So. I I want to be careful because I don't want this to come across as like a like sexist comment. Mm-hmm. But I also really do feel that I don't like the change that Nynaeve and Egwene might be the dragon and that that's why they're brought on the journey. Mm-hmm. N- not because I care about that, but because I think that it makes Egwene's actions less interesting than they are in the book yes she is definitely more interesting in the book being the person who like notices what's going on Mm -hmm. and is like no i want to i want to go i want to be go on this adventure right it it makes her it gives her a little more in a lot of sense autonomy yeah right where in the choice it's in the show it's like well you don't really have much of a choice Mm -hmm. right like i don't think I, I don't think that there's any sexism there at all, except I just maybe be that careful she has more autonomy in the book. I want to be careful because I don't, I know that there are criticisms of this show that it's like woke or whatever. I, that's not where I'm coming from. No. I, I love the casting. I'm, I'm on board with all of that. Yeah. But reading Egwene, I love this character. Yeah. She is, she is this young girl who has this bright, idea of what the future of her life could possibly be and she's the only character in Emmonsfield that we meet who has that she's the only character introduced to us in the beginning of this book who wants out yeah and it makes her so fascinating to me and I love I love that when they're riding away in fear she's smiling and like that's such a fascinating character choice yeah and that she chooses to go on the adventure none of the three boys want to go and she chooses to go she demands yeah she brings her own food she's like i want to inconvenience you so little that i will handle myself you guys do your thing i just want to come along Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that is such an as soon as she sneaks into the barn and does that i was like oh my god i'm i'm in love with you and i get why Rand's in love with her she is oh yeah i get it i'm like i'm in love with you too she's like, that character she's that person that you meet that is like so much she's so much more of a yes person than anyone else mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so the fact that the show kind of stripped that from her and gave her the same motivation as the boys Mm -hmm. so that the four of them are this unit that kind of like chug along together Mm -hmm. i was like oh it's actually less interesting yeah and i don't love the whole like teasing out through the whole season who the dragon is i actually i am not for that show choice but in terms of Egwene's character i actually think it made her less interesting to start off with and Egwene gets there later in the show Absolutely. No, I, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. And obviously, there are a, a lot worse repercussions for there being a male dragon than a female, right? In, mm-hmm. in the show, they were like, well, we want to, I think, put them all on equal footing, so it could be any of them. But that takes away some of the stakes of the situation. Yeah. Because if it's a, it, it, because it, it's a, if, if it's guy, they can't, like, they, they cannot channel without touching the madness. And mm-hmm. that's, terrifying. Egwene is the dragon reborn is boring. 
Yeah. Because she can use magic freely without the cost. Yes, there the are, most it has interesting to be a cost. thing about the dragon using the magic is that it is the balance between using the magic and killing everybody you love. If Egwene is the dragon reborn, what do you get exactly. out of it? You get a super powered woman with no without the side effects. Yeah, that's boring. Yeah. Like, and so I don't know why the show. I don't know. It's just very confusing because book Egwene. I, I love book Egwene. Yeah. yeah, I love her. She's like she's the person that like I hope that I would be, even though I'm pretty sure I would be but none like of those people. Like the couch way too much. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Is <laughs> I'm like mm, no. If it actually came down to it, I think it'd be like nah. But like she's like she's the the female character that like I I wish like I want to think that I am, even though like, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. But I want to think I am. No, I'm um, Neville Longbottom for sure. Like <laughs> I'll pick up a sword at the final battle, but I'm not hanging out in a tent for six months. You know what I mean? Hey, he was tortured for six months, so... Yeah, that I'll take. Is If I can sit in a chair... But you don't like camping? No. It's a lot. There's bugs. There's bugs, Ben. Sure, but spiders. like... Spiders. Yeah, if but... You, if you're camping for magic. six months, lots of spiders. Yeah, but magic. Oh, no. Magic barrier. Spiders can't get in the tent. You don't know that that's a spell. I'm sure it's a spell. Oh. And if not, Hermione made it a smell. Like, A smell? A spell. She's smart. Okay. Anyway, I yeah. I, I The, the Egwene change... Uh, I don't know. I... I it, S'mores. S'mores. Also, I'll take camping any day. Also, um, interesting, not having um, not having Tom Marilyn earlier is such an interesting change. Because it gave Rand someone to turn to while they're riding with Moraine to kind of be like, what what's the deal here? And Tom Marilyn is the character in the books who turns to him and says you are going to be safer with this Aes Sedai than anyone else. Yeah. And so in the in the show, they have nobody else to help them with the concept of um, whether or not they should trust Moraine. Yeah. And in the, sh- in the book, they give them Tom Marilyn earlier to go, don't trust her. Yeah. But also, go. You're going to die if you don't. Yeah. yeah and I yeah. think that like that... Uh, it, it, Tom Marilyn's role early showing up earlier in the book, I think, is actually really important, and um, I, I liked it quite a lot. I, I like Tom Marilyn is a, a, lot, a lot. Yeah, I like it. Now, um, first of all, Kieran, thank you so much for that super chat. Yes, thank you so much, Kieran. We, really, That's, I, we appreciate that. We really appreciate that. It's not a change that super bothers me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm a little bit disappointed what they did with Tom. Like, oh no, it's just it's noticeable. It is yeah. noticeable, but I'm not like, that's, that's so frustrating. Now that might change in mm-hmm. the rest of the book because he's only in what he's in an episode. He's in one, uh, two episodes. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's, in two episodes. he's not there for very long. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's they definitely not like as like important of a character in the show. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the book so far i find him fascinating because we don't know a lot about him but he is definitely wise so i don't know what you guys talked about when i got locked outside did you talk about the fever dream uh we touched on it and then i found out you were locked out um tam reveals to rand very early on that he's not his son yeah and, and and what we were talking about is like for the next 40 pages, Rand is like, no, my dad, my father, no, my, my father. Like, yeah, every chance I he gets. To, look, my dad <laughs> yeah. and I have a tough relationship, right? Mm-hmm. We And we're good now, thankfully. We had a really good phone call the other day, which I was like, this is nice. Nice. Uh, it, took 20, nice. it took almost 30 years to get here, but we're, we're, we're able to communicate. Um, but if I found out that he wasn't my dad, even at, like, the lowest of the lows of our relationship, it would shatter me. 
You know what I mean? Because that's like who you are. And I and I mean, it's especially true for me because my name is literally like, I'm David John Weens the third. Like my right. name is passed down. Right. I think that if you were to suddenly find out that the this core tenant, who your dad is, was a lie your whole life, that's a, that's a, I feel like you'd fight Bombshell. it pretty hard. Yeah, and so he does. He And he's, like, trying to convince himself the rest of the book. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot to be said about found family. And, like, Tam is obviously his father because he raised him and loves him. And, you know, I'm not yeah. arguing with that. I think yeah. found family is the most important family in the world. Yeah. Blood, the whole, like, blood is thicker than water thing is actually not... It, it's a misquote from the Bible. Um, okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a whole other podcast. Um, mm-hmm. it's a longer quote. People shortened it. They took the wrong meaning out of it. But I think found family is very important, but it is, I think it's well written the way that he's like, God damn, I need, he's my dad. He's my dad. Yeah. No, everything's fine. I'm leaving town. Egwene's going to be safe because I'm going to protect her and he's mm-hmm. my dad. And he needs to believe those things to be okay. Yeah. Because everything is not okay. Oh, and I, I, I believe that a hundred percent. Um, Kieran's like, wow, nerdy giving away his full name on the internet. We're actors. Our names my, my are fault. Yeah, yeah. very publicly everywhere um <laughs> yeah I, th- there's too many playbills there's too many youtube videos that you can find my imdb name. That's not a like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah my literally if you go on imdb and you go to my imdb page it has yeah. there are previous credits where i was credited as myself so. what's your sin though <laughs> what is my sin uh one Nah, nah, I, I, someone must have that sin. No, maybe they blocked it. I'm sure they did not. No, no, no. That's, you don't think someone has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine? No, no. Um, no. Anyways, yeah. So we find out some really interesting fever dream information. Um, I want to have a fever dream. I've never had one. Like, I wonder what would come out. I also, I, you know what? I don't want that. You know what I want? I want the version of it where I go to the dentist and they put me under and then you film me waking up and we see what I say. You know what I mean? Well, if I, I if I ever have to get my wisdom teeth out, you'll be able to do that for me. Oh, it's gonna that that is gonna be our first viral video. <laughs> That'll be our most viral video. I still have three of them, and if they ever decide to come in, I am royally screwed. Um, um but don't worry about it. So one segment of our uh, our book club that we wanted to do mm-hmm. is uh, talk about when should they have boned, uh, which is the segment where we're calling it the smut corner. We're calling it the smut corner. It, it, we're going to add a sex scene somewhere, but but here are the rules. Uh-huh. Um, y- it cannot be where the show added a sex scene. Ah, oh, okay. Because that's too easy. Uh-huh. And it can't fundamentally change the relationships the characters have. Okay. So fine. Rand and Egwene, they're still virgins at the end of these 12 chapters, so they've got to stay virgins. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Um, and if you're like, well, we don't know if Rand is a virgin, he is way too uncomfortable about oh, Egwene to have ever touched a woman. Talk, no, yeah, yeah. There's, there's no way. Yeah, mm-hmm, there's no way. So where um, in these 12 chapters would you have added a sex scene? Oh my god. <laughs> uh, Kieran wants a Tam and Narg sex scene, and I'm, I'm here for that. I'm. That's like some kind of bestiality stuff that I'm like not... Well, no, he's a it's sentient. It's only bestiality if they're not sentient. He that's, speaks English. That's true. Or that's whatever the language true. is. Um, um, hmm. Uh, can I add a funny one? Go ahead. I please. think one of my favorite moments would be either when they're fleeing Emmonsfield, and you know how, like, um, you know how Lan is leading them through Emmonsfield past all the houses? Uh-huh. I would love if they're, like, passing by one house and they're sneaking under a window and, like, the Coplins are having sex inside. The Coplins. 
And that's it. They all have to like quietly sneak yeah. past. And the book describes in vivid detail everyone's reaction as they look through the window as they walk by. This is my favorite comment so far. I bet Master Lewin was pretty horny after Mistress Lewin took care of the trunk with a frying pan. You know what? That's who they see. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Perrin's mm-hmm. last in line. So as they're passing by the window, everyone's like, oh, oh, oh. And then Perrin looks and he doesn't speak for the rest of the 12 chapters. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah like, he's like, I don't, nope, I don't know what I just saw. Can't unsee it. Can't unsee it. Nope. Um, oh my God. I, oh God. I don't know. Um, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, 18 plus guys 18 plus 18 plus uh, this is a mature channel for a mature reason. channel that's how it's it's uh, advertised we as. do not make content for children at the nerdy <laughs> nightly <laughs> we talk about spider-man and we talk about wheel of time but we do not make content for children uh no i think if the um i, I think Karen says that was parents motivation to leave <laughs> he's like i need to get that out of here we're moving faster <laughs> Come on, what's what's what, what? Where would you have added a sex scene here? Can I add in an extra character? Sure. All right. So, um, the there there's actually two fades, and the reason they don't see Rand is because they're just like fucking on the back of the horse. <laughs> <laughs> they're very distracted. Um, I don't know how they do it, but the, the that's why that that's my explanation for why Rand is able to hide. Well, we know they don't do oral. Too many teeth. Unless that's what they're into. No. Um, so that would be mine. I would add another fade. <laughs> and um, they would do what fades do. Come back every week to find out where we would add a sex scene to the Wheel of Time. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be clear, we would not actually <laughs> add these. This is pure for the, for the, for the lols. I the would lulls. definitely. I would definitely add the comic sex scene of them fleeing and then like sneaking under a window while they're like trying to avoid a sex scene. No, I no, think that'd fades, be very funny. Fades, fades don't do oral, they soak. <laughs> <laughs> and they get a trollic to jump on the bed while they do it. No, no, that's the horse moving. They're both on the same horse. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Is it soaking if you're on horseback? <laughs> <laughs> that is the question of the day. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> this podcast is canceled after one episode. <laughs> we just lose all our subscribers. Everyone's like, uh... <laughs> oh, God. Uh, you're welcome. Anyways. Oh, my God. All right. Well, the goal was for this to be 90 minutes. So we have 10 more minutes. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't oh have to God. be like I said amount of time, but I feel like... No, I know. I feel like we got to most things. Did we get to the end of the story? Not, not quite. So when we talked about things that happened, mm-hmm. uh, Nynaeve was like, "Not nah, can't heal him." So Rand oh, right. does end up going to the mayor instead. Oh, that's where you got to. Yeah. Oh, I thought you got to Terran Ferry while I was outside. Oh my god, we missed so much of this no, section. No, we have we have some stuff left. So okay, let's go. I, obviously, it's really interesting that they have a that Rand has a is conflicted asking Moraine to help his father because b- because the Aes and I are seen as evil. 100%. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a really nice moment when Moraine is like, thank you for letting me do something because a lot of people are, are not. Yeah. Um, but as far as that section of In Town, I don't think there's much else to talk about there. I think what's left is mostly Terran Ferry. I also really loved... Um... In that moment, and in all of the channeling that we see... Thirst of time. That be- the thirst of time. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. I-, I really loved the... Um, 
Mm-hmm. The fact that we never see channeling. Because Rand is looking at Moraine and he can't... So, the, mm, I've yes. been told... I You don't learn this in the book, but, like, I know that men can't see women channel. And so, Rand is always looking at Moraine wondering what the hell's going on. And in the show, we always see it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, there's never that, like, confusion. But in the book, there's so much confusion about what it is she's doing when... Yeah. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then uh, he heals Tam. Tam Tam gets to say goodbye, and Tam encourages him to go. Tam's like, "You got to do it." He's like, "You got to be safe," and, and that's and I think that that's good parenting. And right Tam's there. like, I'll, "I'll I'll be there in a few days." He's like, "Give me a couple days to rest up. I'm gonna follow." <laughs> yeah, and uh, Rand is like, "No weeks." weeks. <laughs> He's like, "I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna get past her," and Rand just is like, "You're you're you're not. You mm-hmm. and I both know." Yeah, no, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> Nynaeve best girl not oh, yet oh thank you so much for the super chat <laughs> thank you Paul we yeah Nynaeve's tough now I, I I know though I know I'm gonna grow to love Nynaeve I just know it if if the show is any indicator for sure um, so then uh, they flee is there anything they run just quickly before we mm-hmm. move on is there anything you want to say about Rand's dream anything that you not pulled really. from that it, I, I, I don't have like an interesting take on it no me neither um, I did find it a little bit, like, confusing. Uh, so Intentionally, I'm, though. Yeah. I think it's going to... It's meant to be confusing. That dream I, will clear itself up as we go. Yes. I think things will reveal itself. I don't really have any, like, speculations so, about it. So, as, as they flee town, they mm-hmm. get chased by something we've never heard of on the show. Yeah. Batman. A, a drogger. It's, it's, it's Man-Bat. Man-Bat. It's Man-Bat. It's um, Morbius. It's Morbius. It's Morbius. So they get chased by Morbius, uh-huh. uh, played by Jared Leto. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why he's not in the show, is that they couldn't afford Jared Leto. He's couldn't too expensive. Couldn't afford Jared Leto, yeah. You know, you gotta pay those Gucci prices. Um, and uh, I, I, I was, I love this creature. Yeah. It is so fun to, they're like, oh yeah, we'll be chased by this flying thing. And if it sees us, we're in trouble, but it's real stupid. So we're yeah, gonna. Yeah, yeah, We're gonna trick it because it's dumb. I love that. I actually love, love that a lot. Um, I, I think the, the idea of it is very fascinating. Mm-hmm. And, you know, making, making all the things like strong and smart and evil and, yeah, yeah. and, 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 right? You, like giving people, giving things weaknesses mm-hmm. is great. Is great. Do that more. Well, and like, it allows us to see how smart Moraine is. Yeah. Because she's literally using the weaknesses to survive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I, I really appreciated that. And I, the, I, I really loved the difference in the fairy scene mm-hmm. between the show and the book. Because in the show, we get this kind of ridiculous moment where the fairy man dives back in to save his fairy. And he dies. And you're like, yeah. what, what, why, why would anyone behave that way? Whereas in the book, yeah. we don't know that it's Moraine. And she's like, oh, that was unfortunate. Oh, it just no. sort of happens. Oh, no. And then they pay the ferryman. They pay him like way more. Oh, yeah. They give him enough to buy another boat plus lots and, and lots of gold. Moraine is less like cold and evil because she doesn't just like kind of assist in this man's death. Yeah. In a weird way. Yeah. But the 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 whole fairy scene and with the fog, like it, it just played out in such a different way that felt less like Lord of the Rings. Yes. Whereas the show kind of was like, oh, we're just going to do the Buckleberry fairy scene from Lord of the Buckleberry Rings. Buckleberry fairy, like, follow me. <laughs> even like visually, they do the like running onto the fairy the same way. Whereas yeah. this, it's yeah. slow. They're standing on the dock. They're waiting for the guy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to go because it's the middle of the night. Yeah. He has to get his like team of people to pull the thing across. And I was like, why do you need a team of people? You've got land, like. <laughs> 
there are people here yeah. who, yeah. Um, um, Matt Steger, thank you so much for the super chat and for shouting out our mods. Uh, yes, Monkey so and Takuna. Thank you, guys. You thank guys you so are much. incredible. And Potato Bear, um, you guys are amazing. Never change. Please make a Rescue Nerdy t-shirt. Thank you for the super oh, chat. just outside. We got a Rescue Nerdy t-shirt and we got a Narg Smart t-shirt yeah, yeah. that we got to make. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I, justice for Narg, y'all. Justice, justice for, for Narg. Narg. Yeah, the fairy scene is uh has a lot more nuance in the the book, and mm-hmm. also when he like brings his guys over, you know, Lan is like holding his sword, and Tom is like to fingering the knife, and it's like, they like they're they're Tom is he just cleaning like his nails spinning. with his knife. Yeah, yeah, he's like well, whatever. Um, and you know, it's it's I find it actually very interesting that Rand's um suspicions based on the, the like two river stuff about Terran fairy people being not trustworthy Hoity-toity. I find it's interesting that there is truth in that a, a lot of mm-hmm. times when you have separated small towns you know oh those are like the outsiders and these are the reasons why we don't like them and they're often exaggerated but um Moraine is like <laughs> thank you so much Tyler for that uh, we love you too and uh, Christian Pereira are you crazy about Tam's story Oh, yes. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. thousand percent. I, that's going to be super interesting to get into. One thing about the fairy that bugs me about the show now, mm-hmm. now that we under... Because when you read the book, you understand that this is kind of the way things get in and out of town, right? Yeah. This is the only way in and out. Yeah. Because of how it's surrounded and whatnot. In the show, they don't set that up, so it didn't bug me. But now that I've read it, I'm like, the fairy in the show is way too small. Yeah. Like, well, the fairy in the show would is, like, for, like, eight people. And the fairy in the book has to carry, like is like a freighter fairy. And it really begs the question of how all the Trollocs got there. Right? Right? Which, you know, in the show we've found, yeah. we've we've discovered. But uh, Tyler, thank you so much for the super duper chat. And Christian, thank you for the super chat. You guys thank really, you. really appreciate it. Are the yellow ones um, super duper chats now? Yeah. Okay. They're super duper chats. Are there bigger ones? Are we going to have to come up with like longer words for each color? Yes. Yes. There will be an additional for each color um, that we get. So we get to the, we get to the woods and we get yeah. to the cave. Um, that Lan previously built and left dry wood. This is why I love Lan. My yeah. boy is a Boy Scout. He and I, we we vibe because we're both Boy Scouts. Because the Boy Scout is always prepared, and he leaves firewood, and he leaves a tea set in the wall of a makeshift lean-to that he built so that he can pull out a tea set from the wall and make tea. And I was like, this is the best. Lan is my yeah. favorite person. Lan is, yeah, Lan is the epitome of a Boy Scout, and mm-hmm. I, I'm into <clears> it. I'm into it. He's, um, uh, he's, oh. Tyleth, thank you. You know what? Sex Monkey's right. That's a supercalifragilisticexpialidocious chat. Holy uh, uh, shit. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Tyleth, thank you so much. Oh, my goodness. Maybe we can pair rent in January. <laughs> we're good. No, we're fine. We're, thank, thank you. Thank you. That's so much. That fine. is incredible. I like kind. that it's pink. That's a nice color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Damn, YouTube. Now that's a Narg that's chat. That's a Narg chat. <gasps> The pink ones are narg chats. Confirmed. They're narg chats. chats. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Thank no, you. No, this is incredible. Thank I you, love fucking real time so much. Um, this has been honestly. Uh, you know, I, I think we're getting to the end of the episode here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um let's get to the last moment, and then I want to say some things. Yeah. Yeah. We get up. Um, Moraine shows mm-hmm. Egwene that she can channel. It's yeah. what you read in the the prologue of the mm-hmm, episode. Mm-hmm. I finished it just in time. Um, and Rand is standing there, going, "She has to fail." She has to fail. What a dick. <laughs> and no, no, no it's I know. not. I get and it. This is what I love about it. I get it. 
is that he does not want her in harm's way. Yeah. Like, if she can channel, one, she'll be gone because she'll go be a nice Sedai, which he doesn't trust. Mm. Two, she's going to live a life of danger and he wants her safe. It, it is, it is, it is so complicated and rich. So complicated. And I loved it. It is so much yeah. more interesting than the show version where he's like butthurt about not being able to marry her. Yeah, yeah. And which even in the book, they're like, wisdoms most of the time don't marry. Yeah. Right? And it's and it's never about that. It's never about like can't or anything. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about people and being complicated and complicated emotions. Whereas, you know, Rand, I'm sure, understands to a degree that he's like, it's unfair of me to feel this way. 100%. But yet they are... They are feelings and they are real and they're still valid. Even if, like, he, you know, he shouldn't be trying to stop her because that's, that, you know, depends on how you act on those things. But, yeah, Robert Jordan is very great at writing a lot of different aspects of humanity. Yeah. Um, and, and about making these characters so rich and complex. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jason Renner, thank you so much for the super chat. Jason Renner. Okay. These are the last three things we're going to talk about and then mm-hmm. we're getting out of here. Lands <clears throat> Let's start with... Um, Oh, okay. The Raven. And then we'll do Lance Coke Lance. Because Lance, my boy. The Raven, Moiraine should have known. She wasted time. She should have known. That is true. And she even says. She called herself out for it. I agree. She's like, man, I screwed up. Yeah. Um, But um, Ravens freak me out in real life. So, like, that's just a thing. I don't, I'm not one of those people who's scared of birds. But, like, crows don't freak me out. They're very similar. But crows are a lot smaller. Ravens are really big. Like, ravens are big-ass birds, and they scare me. They look like the same to me. <laughs> We're having a moment of silence for Lance Cloak. <laughs> Thank you. Um, they look the same to me, so I can't say that I relate to that, but... Oh, uh, the ra- we haven't read the raven's prologue. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Did not read the raven's... We only read just the, the original prologue. Um, um, what is the moment of Silent for Lance Cloak about? Well, it's not in the show, which I understand completely because budget. Well, and also it's, 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 it's one of those cool. things like, how do you visualize it? Yeah. It's such a, reading it is so cool because it like, it, it like lives in your brain in a way. But when you actually like put that on screen, I don't know how you do it. Yeah, because Him, like, he's not invisible. Appearing and disappearing on screen is, like, I don't know. It would have been very distracting. Um, yeah. I honestly think it was the best choice to leave it out, which is unfortunate because in the book it's really dope, right? Yeah. Like, you know, we're, we're all like, yeah, this, this, is, this is a really interesting concept. I don't think there's any way that they could have put it into the show. Without, without like, a, without a, like, moving... A, a movie level budget. I, I just don't know how you would yeah pull it off consistently because mm-hmm. he's wearing it the whole time. Yeah. A green yeah. cloak on a green screen. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah, it would, it would just be really tough. <laughs> yeah. Could you, oh my god, nightmare. Um, but yeah, no, I really like the cloak. It's a fun concept. Yeah, it is. Um, because it explains and also like the explanation that like they kind of are like, oh yeah, warders get like magic out of the bond that like keeps them alive, makes them stronger, makes them not have to eat as much, heal, heal faster, heal faster. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I really like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Oh my god! Thank you so much for that super chat. Thank you so much. Great content, guys. Looking forward to the next episode. What is sek? Is that South Korean currency? I actually. I, I'm not sure what SEK is, but SEK thank is. you. That's Thanks very so cool. 
Um, do you think there's, uh, what do you think that the coins are that Maureen gave them? Oh, that's how they, um, find out about the Dumbledore's army meetings. They look at the coins and they... Wow. Uh, I don't think they're anything. I think they're just coins. It's Swedish. Swedish. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's so cool. Hi, Sweden. We are not very well traveled, as you can, uh, tell. I've never been to Europe. I'm, I'm, I'm decently traveled. I mean, you, okay, you're fine. I'm not. I... Don't I just don't anywhere. know everybody's what everybody's currency like breaks down to on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, I appreciate that. Um, I don't know. I don't think they're anything. I don't think they're important yet. They're not important yet, but they're they're. It's it's interesting I think that they are. I trust different... and it doesn't work. Uh yeah. No, I just think that there's going to be. I think there's going to be some like meaning of the coin. I like. I think the coin is going to mean something. I see, I don't see it that way. I see Moraine's a noble and she sees a way to like, I think, she, first of all, I think she thinks she's going to be in town longer, right? Yes. So I think that she thinks yes. she's going to need people to do stuff for her. And by uh-huh. handing out money, I think that she's, I think it's a privilege thing. I think that she thinks that like she can throw a little bit of money around to get people to do stuff for her as like a, mm. as like a quicker way to get stuff to do things. For me, because they weren't like normal coins, I figure that like, you know, uh, if slash when, because in the show they do, they get mm-hmm. separated, the coins have like meaning to certain people. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. In yeah, terms yeah. of like aid. Like, it seemed like they recognized the coins though. Because it because they both no, react they said, as if it's a lot of money. Well, no, they because they can weigh the silver, but they say the face on it oh, is not okay. familiar, and so I think it's going to be like, you know, like the White Lotus and Avatar, or like interesting. You know, it's going to be every, like a, they are the only reason I know they're important is because everyone is saying no spoilers about the coins. So apparently, the coins mean something. Gotcha. We'll find out later. We will find out. Um, before we before we get out of here, I think this is where we're going to end it. Um, I just wanted to say a huge thank you. Uh, we. We found the Wheel of Time trailer a year ago. Yeah. Maybe, or maybe six months ago. It was less than a year, but... Uh, And uh, we just loved that trailer so much. And we fell in love with the concept of watching the show and getting more fantasy in our life because we're both such huge fantasy fans. And we Mm -hmm. did not know when we started watching that show that we would find this community online of people who are just so... This is without a doubt the most positive space I've ever existed in online. Yeah. Um, I really do love the Wheel of Time community and this fandom. And I, I just wanted to say a huge thank you. Um, I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who has found us and who is participating and, and, and who has been so kind and generous and like, you know, sweet about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been surprising to me. I, I never, we, you know, uh, YouTube can be a little tough at times. Um, you get comments, especially, especially you, you. Yeah, yeah. And especially if you don't agree with everybody, with mm-hmm. everything everyone else says. Um, before we do go out, though, we did set up memberships for YouTube. We did, yeah. If you want to be a member on YouTube, you can now join memberships. Uh, if you want to have a little... Um, the the, So here's the thing. Um, oh, thank you for the super <gasps> chat. Love this book super club. Super duper it will be fun. chat. It's going to be so fun. Eric, thank you. Oh, no, Yo. that's like a super duper duper chat. It, no, it's blue. It's blue, yeah. So yeah. the green is the first one and then the yellow. And then I think it must be blue. Oh I, I'm just guessing. But Eric, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. We're we have no idea what we're doing. really loving this so far. Um, if you want to join, uh, if you have ideas about what we... Our membership badge right now is just our logo. If you have an idea of what you think the membership badge should look like in the mm-hmm, chat, mm-hmm. please um, tweet at us. Let um, us know. Uh, Nerdy Nightly or at Clark Shakaris. Yeah. Uh, we're, 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 we kind of want to like find an artist to like design our membership badge for the channel. Yeah, we want to um, have something for this space yeah. because it's so, cool for us. If you have any ideas about how what that should look like, uh, let us know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've, we've set that up, so... 
Yeah. 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 I, it, it might not be set. It might not have like gone through yet. We set it up yesterday, so if it's, it's not approved yet, let us know. Said but. it was approved. But yeah. I, but I actually like YouTube is new for us, so we are we are still figuring out how mm-hmm. to do. Coolio Badulio says probably boobs. <laughs> well, just <laughs> if you're a member of the of the Nerdy Nightly, you get a titty. You get a titty. <laughs> Everybody gets a titty. But it's don't worry, YouTube. It's a man titty. So like yeah, it's fine. It's it's a male. It's nipple. a male nipple, it's so male it doesn't nipple. count. Don't worry, don't worry. Okay, so uh, people are saying that there's no join button yet. Um, so we are going to work we'll on make sure that, goes that this afternoon because we did get an email saying that it was approved. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's talk about next week. Yeah, let's, let's talk about the next week. Um, we are going to be reading. Wait, what if it's two boobs, but it looks like the wheel of time you like. No, <laughs> no, no. Only hairy nipples allowed. It's, okay. Yeah, exactly. Narg nipples. It's narg boobs. No, no one is going to, no. Wait, what if it's like a little, ra- what if it's a little wolf head with horns and it's narg? And so if you're a member, you get a little narg a in narg chat. Badge. I mean, it would be very small, but potentially, like, uh, uh, you, you, it yeah, has to be to, narg. You'd have to get a, a really good artist for that, like, to be so small. Yeah, but it's like an anime, it's like an emote, like, style narg. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Narg we'll figure it out. Dude, I, I think narg might be fun. Yeah, we'll figure it All out. All right, we'll, we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for next Friday, um, we can either go to chapter 25 or 26. 26, we said. We did say. Okay, so 26. So this is the next section of the book we're reading. Yeah, we're going to be halfway through the book already, y'all. This is crazy. Page, what is this? There's no page number on that. Uh, No, they're all different editions. Oh, they're all different editions, so it doesn't matter. So it doesn't matter. Does not matter. We are going to stop right here, chapter 26. Yeah, so read until the end of chapter 25 for next week. Uh, and we are not going to we- read Whitebridge. Mm-hmm. That will be for the following week. But yeah, we're going to be back 11 a.m. next Friday. This is our time slot. This is when we do things. Uh, <laughs> this and is when we do things. It's, uh, thank you so much, everybody. This has been such a joy. And you are all so lovely. And, yeah, um, thank you. Yeah, uh, tweet at us. If you come up with anything throughout the week, we're going to try and have that badge done um, by like mid-next week. So if you have any ideas this weekend, tweet at us because we would love to have um, some input uh, also, uh, we're going to have emote slots on YouTube. So if there's any ideas you have for like uh, mm-hmm. Wheel of Time style emotes, since Wheel of Time, I, I think the book club is going to continue past Wheel of Time, but Wheel of Time yeah. will probably take us two years, I'm guessing, to get through all of it. Um, uh, because we are going to take a break next, uh, when season two comes out, right? Right. When season two so. comes out, whenever that happens. Dragons Bean, thank you so much thank for you. the super chat. Sean, Sean, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. We really appreciate it. That's so sweet. Chat. You guys are incredible. Thank you all so much. The end of chapter five. Yes. Including 25. Chapter 25. That's, mm-hmm. Words are hard. Like you said. I love you. Um, happy New Year, everybody. Oh my God. Happy New Year. It's happy 2022. Year. It is. It is 2022. We're so excited to be going into this new year with this really fun project that we are loving. And you yeah. guys, you guys contribute to that. The reason we enjoy doing it so much is because you're here and you are, it's not a toxic community. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys are wonderful. So thank you all so much. We will figure out the memberships. Um, I thought it was approved. I will look into that. So make sure you check back on the channel. Make sure you like this video. Uh, leave a comment for the algorithm 
gods as a sacrifice. Yes. Please and thank you. Like the video. Send it to your friends. We also hit 5,000 subscribers. We did. We finally, We our, our goal for 2021 was uh, <laughs> was 5,000 subscribers on YouTube and we hit it. So so thank you guys because you are, uh, you are a large chunk of that community and we appreciate the heck out of you. There is a Discord. Yes. Um, 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 I don't, we don't have the link copied here. Um, or are you turning it on right now? Was it not turned Memberships on? are officially turned on. Memberships are officially turned on. Yeah. If you want to join, you, uh, you now can. You now can join. There is, like we said, um, some emotes already as well as some, as well as there is a badge. Um, uh, 5.01. Thank you guys. Crushed it. Thank you, everybody. Happy 2022. Yeah, there was just a button that we had to turn on, so that's on. I thought since we got approved. Um, there is the Discord link. Thank you to our wonderful mods, Sex Monkey Takuna. Sex Monkey, thank you for posting that link. We appreciate that. There is a channel specifically in the Discord for Wheel of Time stuff. Yeah. Um, it's if, mostly spoilers, so we don't read any. Yes, <laughs> if you are talking spoilers, just make sure you hide it with the spoiler tag so that mm -hmm. we can go into the channel without getting spoiled. Um, but can confirm button is there. The button is officially there. The button is there. Um, so if you would like to become a member, um, it would, your support would mean the absolute world to us. So thank you all. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks everybody. Uh, we'll be back next week with everything through the end of chapter 25 of Eye of the World. Uh, but for this week's episode of the nerdy wordy book club, mm -hmm. my name's nerdy and I'm Clarice. Bye everybody. Bye guys. Oh, God, I keep going to press that button. You can't That's press not, the button. Yeah, it's not anything. <laughs>